0: It's two weeks since a massive sewer line collapsed in Auckland, leaving hundreds of litres of human waste pouring into the inner harbour every second. This morning we look at efforts by Watercare to contain it and concerns about the long-term damage it's doing to the environment. The Orake main sewer broke when a sinkhole or tumult opened up above it, causing a 25 metre long blockage. A bypass is being built and could be finished in a week, A review's also been announced into what caused the section of the sewer line to collapse and whether the once-every-five-years inspection programme is good enough, given the likely effects of climate change. In a moment, we'll speak to marine scientist Dr Andrew Jeffs from Auckland University. But first, Watercare's Head of Service Delivery, Sharon Danks, is with us. Sharon, good morning. Good morning. So this independent review's been announced. Can you tell us
1: anything about the likely scope of that or who's doing it? Um, we're probably we're still in the process of awarding it, but um, the scope of the um, review will be into what actually causes sinkhole, because the actual failure mechanism and causation mechanism of the sinkhole at the moment is unknown. Um, it'll also be uh, and um, the actual mechanism of the pipe failing, and it'll also include a review of Watercare's um, asset management condition assessment procedures and our planning. For renewals of these large diameter interceptor
0: sewers. Thank you. Because we've heard last time from Watercare that this was inspected within the time frame under which it was supposed to be inspected, and no issue found. The question is whether that inspection regime is, is still adequate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and that's part of what we'll be reviewing. The the main was um review was inspected in uh, 2012 and 2019, hence the one and five year and. If we had noticed defects or areas of concern during those inspections, we would have shortened up the inspection time frame. But because there was no defects noted on the earlier inspections, we stuck to the one in five years. And just
0: finally, is it your understanding that this review will focus solely on this event or will it look a little wider at whether the inspection regime overall is adequate?
1: Um, The... um, The failure mechanism of pipe will just be for this event, but the review of condition assessment and asset management practices will be wider across water care. And an
0: an independent inquiry panel or individual?
1: Um, An independent consultant will do the review.
0: Okay, thank you. Can you update us on where things are at right now? How far through the work to construct a bypass pumping station are you?
1: Um, we've made some really good progress in the last couple of days. Yesterday we installed a stop log which will enable the pumping, pumping and the pipe is um, the pipe is laid along St George's Bay Road and into Alberon Reserve awaiting um, the connections at either end. So we're still on track for the bypass solution to be operational early uh, Monday next week.
0: This is below ground I think isn't it this pipe?
1: Uh, it's it's above ground and below ground. Some of it's been laid above ground. All right.
0: And just remind us again what it will do functionally, what it will mean.
1: Um, it'll. Um, it's big enough at 600 litres a second to take all dry weather flows um, so that we will stop the ongoing um, dry weather overflow into the harbour. Um, it won't be big enough to take the wet weather flows, but um, we are working on other solutions for that. Okay, so
0: in a week on dry days, it may stop the flow into yep. the inner harbour. Yep. However, wet weather—how do you define that in Auckland these days? You know, what what level of rain will cause overflow?
1: Um, I think we the um, we, we, a little bit of background to the main sewer, it actually is combined catchments, which means um, it's not just wastewater; it's a wastewater and stormwater pipe. So um in every rainfall event additional flow additional stormwater flows are passed into the pipe and that's um that's what we need to manage is how we manage the stormwater flows during these wet weather events. But it, it um I agree, it's we're just working through some modelling scenarios at the moment to see when we will have a wet weather overflow based on um Standard rainfall events at the moment and that works ongoing at Watercare at the moment.
0: So you'll be able to know how much rainfall within a given period of time will result in a, in a spill? Yep
1: we will within the next couple of days once this modeling study has been completed.
0: How much sewage is still being pumped into the harbour? Do you know?
1: Yes, um, we, it's, it's several hundred litres a day. It's obviously not a constant flow because sewage Production goes up at various times of the day, in the evening and in the mornings when more people have showers and do washing and things like that. It's still several hundred metres a second every day.
0: But it's not able to be perfectly measured, is it? Like there's, there's various measuring points or outlet points, but you're not able to measure them, are you? Um, not,
1: not exactly, no.
0: So what happens when the bypass is completed? On dry days, it will stop the discharge. With some degree of wet weather, the discharge will continue. When do we get beyond this situation?
1: Well, what we're hopeful for, within when we've cleared the blockage in the pipe in a few weeks' time, um, we will be able to run the wet weather throws through the damaged pipe, because the bottom of the pipe's not damaged. So we're hopeful within a few weeks we will also be able to manage wet weather flows as well. Noting that even when this main was fully operational, there were sometimes overflows during wet weather when the pipe had full capacity.
0: So are you saying there's no interim solution to wet weather overflow with the bypass? It's not like you've got another step. It will only be the clearing of the main sewer line that will stop
1: that in wet weather. Yep, at this stage that's
0: correct. Is there a point where you can confidently say that the spillage into Waitematā harbour will cease? It'll return to being just exceptional weather events, exceptional rainfall events. Is there any way of restoring that main to that point? Uh,
1: Yes, we we will be able to restore the existing capacity we had before the failure Um, and that's potentially the time I was talking about when the blockage is cleared in a few weeks time.
0: That will be sufficient. And yes. is that a temporary fix to that main? How bad is the damage?
1: We can um, we we will clear the blockage and then we will repair the main. We can repair the main while the sewer is running and it's quite common for this type of rehabilitation and rehab to be done while the main is live. And um, so we will the final repair and reinstatement will be done while the sewer is running.
0: What have been some of the particular challenges that have been found during the bypass construction?
1: Um, some of the particular challenges are how many services there are in the street that we've had to avoid and relocate quickly. Other services like gas mains, water mains, etc. And that's um, that's been a real challenge. Also, um, there's quite a lot of mass concrete, uh, like big blocks of concrete in the road, in St George's Bay Road, and it's been relatively challenging breaking all that out to build this bypass as
0: well. Is that road mainly residential, mainly business, combination? Can you explain for those those of us uh, not familiar?
1: It's a commercial area, okay. so it's um, offices and we offices and warehouses.
0: And they're complaining about the stench. When will they get a reprieve?
1: Um, well, as far as Watercare's done some odour testing, and at the failure site itself, there is no odour from sewage at the moment. Um, And we encourage people to ring Watercare if they smell odours. How are you keeping your
0: workers safe during this process in terms of potential exposure to raw sewage? Is is that an
1: issue? Watercare's workers, um, unfortunately, work in raw sewage quite a lot. And um, we're we're, um, using our standard health and safety procedures for working within uh, sewage, which is... um, vaccination, um, protection, et cetera. So we're following our standard procedures.
0: I guess the issue is, when you've got a failed mains pipe, is there a risk of further collapse while they are working on it?
1: Well, that's what we're working through at the moment, to a safe method of removing the blockage so we don't put any of our staff at risk. And that's, um, yeah, we work, we've got a, um, we're working through that procedure at the moment.
0: Sharon, is anyone um, else in council responsible for the pollution that's happening here, doing measures from um, a health health um, and safety standard, etc, or, or from a regulatory perspective? Who's responsible ultimately for the consequences of this and then working back from there? It's the
1: joint responsibility between Auckland Council and Water Care. In um, Auckland Council's watercares regulator at the moment for discharge consent. I but was more looking is, from
0: an environmental perspective, and it might be outside your brief, I appreciate that, but from an environmental perspective, from a breach of consent perspective, etc., is there another branch of council that is responsible for this or the regional council that's responsible for the for this?
1: Um, it's probably a question for Auckland Council. Noting <laughs> there is no regional council in Auckland, because we have a regional council. Of course, of yes. course. So yeah, I, I I think that's a question for Auckland
0: Council. Just finally, you mentioned earlier that this is a dual main, wastewater and stormwater, and that being, I understood, a, a major and ongoing renewal process that over time was supposed to separate those services. Where is Auckland at with that happening?
1: Um, separation is a slow process, and we are still working on separating parts of the catchment that feed into the Ōraki main sewer, um, but that's, um, that's a long, it's a huge capital investment and it's quite a long process. So it's it's still progressing, but slowly.
0: So you believe the October 17th date is still possible for having the bypass functioning, preventing outflow on dry days, but not where there's rainfall. Am I pretty much in the ballpark? Yep, that's, that's pretty correct, yep. Thank you, Sharon Danks who is Key's Head of Service Delivery. Listening uh, into that is Andrew Jeffs. He's a Professor of Marine Science at the University of Auckland. Andrew, good morning.
2: Morning, Catherine.
0: You consider this the worst pollution event for nearly 50 years in Auckland. Can you give us an idea of the scale of what's happening to the environment there?
2: Uh, my understanding, despite the... Um, uncertainty about the actual quantity, but we're talking uh, hundreds of millions of litres of of um, effluent going into the harbour. And uh, probably the, the most significant sort of p- pollution event in Auckland for the last 50 years would have been the ICI fire in the Tāmaki estuary in, in 1984.
0: What's the impact of this nature of pollution?
2: Um, There's several impacts. Um, Firstly, you've got uh, solids, which is the the faecal material or the poos, and other associated material. Uh, Some of that is uh, inorganic, so things like plastics, uh, things like baby wipes, which are often made of plastic. uh, They're going into the environment. The organic material will be accumulating uh, or piling up on the seafloor at the outfall. Uh, whereas the plastic stuff uh, will also probably be falling into that, although it tends to be more buoyant and that will be drifting often into the environment um, that plastic material for example is is you know it 's non biodegradable it 'll be in the in the ocean ecosystem for for decades um, the organic material it 's hard to say. Um, it, a lot depends on the quantity of it, but it's sounding like a pretty significant quantity. It'll be piling up at the, uh, in the vicinity of the outfall. Uh, it'll take uh, years to disperse. You've also got uh, organic uh, um, you know, uh, bacteria and viruses uh, from human waste and other material that's flushed down toilets, uh, and that is pretty much live in the, in the marine environment for some time. Uh, certainly, it usually takes about a month for it to dissipate, but for a large event like this, uh, it may take quite a, quite a lot longer, especially if there's faecal material that is being uh, released again and again from, from a pile that's accumulated at, at the outfall.
0: Is there anything you can do um, about that pile? I mean, you're essentially, <laughs> I'm sorry to be graphic listeners, but you're essentially talking about a pile of you-know-what that will just coagulate. Is there anything that can be done to speed up the breaking down of that?
2: Um it is possible i guess that it could be uh, vacuumed or dredged dredged out um the marine environment is actually quite good at breaking down organic material what it's it's what it does all the time uh but the problem is that in this case it's just a massive it'll be a massive quantity. Uh, Deposited in a, in a localized area, and so that's it's very. De- it'll take a long time for the environment to cope with that.
0: What is this going to mean? Well, first let's talk about the immediate wildlife. We'll talk about the human in a moment. But the immediate wildlife and fish of this area, any impact on their health, on their health for being obviously not gathered and caught at the moment, but but how how long um, um, are, are the impacts?
2: In, in the short term, uh, when you put a lot of uh, organic material in, wa- in seawater, it uh, sucks all the oxygen out as the bacteria try to break down that material. Uh, so you'll have a an area around the outfall which is just devoid of oxygen, so uh, it'll kill uh, any organisms living in that area, so that'll slow the breakdown even further. Uh, and it'll be avoided by things, mobile animals like fishes and crabs. If they can get out of the way, they'll they'll get out of the way um animals will consume that material uh and so there's there's chemicals and uh materials in that that will reverberate out through the the food chain into the you know the wider Gulf um there's certainly there's things like antidepressants and uh birth control pills which uh, persist in uh in human waste and uh, go out to the marine Environment and they also affect. uh, There's studies that show that they affect uh, marine organisms as well.
0: They can feminise male fish, right? Actually, and and, (laughs) and in this kind of quality, quantity is that a possible impact?
2: Uh, Yes, it is potentially. Yeah, transgender fish. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about. um, Let's talk about the human use of these areas possibly a little muted at the moment if this were January do you think that the, the response might be um, more profound although I'm, I'm not there I don't know but from what I'm hearing from from colleagues and others the full implications perhaps haven't struck how long do you expect these beaches or other affected areas to be out of use
2: um, the council uses a, a fecal coliform standard which is basically a poo bugs the amount of poo bugs in the water once it gets below a certain level, then uh, areas are, are cleared for swimming. Um, that doesn't mean to say they're actually safe. There's other organisms there, things like noroviruses, which are much more persistent in the environment uh, and can cause illness. But normally, as I, as I said before, it'll probably take about uh, four weeks before those beach areas in the Auckland area are, days. are cleared.
0: 28 days. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And can people go and swim? Are you confident that when we get to the point, and this is the, this is the other thing, there seems to be two stages. In a week, they can stop the overflow, they believe the outflow on dry days. Uh, where's your weather at at the moment, Andrew, in, in terms of how frequently there are going to be rain days and again further outflows?
2: Oh, if you look at the weather in Auckland for the last year, we've certainly had plenty of rain. That's I'm, I'm for sure. aware of
0: that. I'm hoping that's on the turn for you. Desperately hoping that's on the turn for you. But again, yeah. uh, does it does it get reset every time? There's there's an outflow. It'll be another oh, 28 yes. days, and then another 28 days yeah. until they can clear yeah. the pipe.
2: Yes, yes, and you know Auckland, as you heard Sharon say, already has overflow events with with rainfall. And the council has a website for tracking, uh, you know, public facing website for people if they want to go swimming to check whether or not their beach is safe to swim at. And if you look at that website, you, you know, there's two beaches in Auckland that are permanently closed from sewage, continual sewage sp- spills. And whenever we have uh, a reasonable uh, rain event, then many, many of the beaches in Auckland are closed because of, of sewage. And you, you heard from Sharon that even with the bypass or even the, even this Araki main fixed, Auckland still has sewage overflows in the, in the area and that will affect swimming for a period until, until uh, we get a clear test result.
0: What is the lesson out of this? Obviously, there's going to be an effort to determine whether this was a failure of uh, water care with a specific main or whether their case that we inspected it, there was nothing to trigger any intervention earlier and that this is the exceptional weather events and the tomos, the, 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 the sinkholes of which I think about 200 have opened up in various places. So obviously that's the immediate, but beyond that, Andrew, what's the lesson out of this?
2: Oh, I, I think the lesson's absolutely clear, and we've seen it in other cities like Wellington that you know our, our uh, sewage infrastructure is old. I mean, this pipe is over 100 years old. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't uh, drive a hundred year old car and expect it to be reliable. You know, we need to be a lot more vigilant. I think it's great that Watercare is going to do a careful review and just find out what the problem is and then go back and have a look at its wider uh, infrastructure. Uh, And I think we need to be doing that across all of our infrastructure for sewage. Um, One of the problems is that already we've underinvested so so for so long in our sewage infrastructure that it's not fit for purpose currently. It's leaking. Sewage and wet weather events, and uh, we need to be uh, catching up and investing to to, to sort that out. Um, yeah, and it's a it's a major issue, and it's it's, it's facing most of our our, our city centres around New Zealand.
0: Andrew, thank you. Appreciate your expertise. Andrew Jeffs, who is with the University of Auckland, professor of marine science.